the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. All right, welcome in Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas, and uh, I got to be honest, I am a little bummed on this Friday afternoon because we do not have any OU softball to look forward to for the weekend. We got the first home game of the season coming up on Monday against Minnesota, but come on, I need my fill. I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to do this weekend. I'll check out some OU basketball, some OU women's gymnastics, but no OU softball this weekend. They get a week off after, uh, man, the first three weeks, they've been going all over the place. California a couple times, Houston 15-0 and start, 15 games in three weeks, a um, well-deserved rest for this team. But I feel like I need a uh, Jada Coleman jumping off the bus video to uh, get me through this weekend. But uh, we'll catch back up with OU softball on the diamond coming up Monday against Minnesota. Will Jocelyn Allo break the record? Uh, We'll see. That's the big storyline there. Hey, appreciate all of the interaction on the podcast as always. I will say, and I hate to sound like that guy, every other podcast you listen to, but it is very much appreciated if you do like and subscribe to this. Uh, whatever, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening to, please uh, like and subscribe uh, Diamond Envy. Appreciate all the support that we've gotten. All right, so let's kind of evaluate this team after 15 games. I, I know in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty small sample size. They've only been playing for three weeks now. But I do kind of want to evaluate just where this team is at right now. Uh, maybe compared to what we thought it was going to be before the year. Now, let's start with pitching. And if I had to put a letter grade on the pitching staff right now, I mean, maybe there's an argument to be made that it's not an A+, and I would listen to that argument, but it's hard for me to think it's not any other grade but an A++ right now. It's better than we could have even hoped, and we've talked about the pitching depth that they have. Uh, Jordy Ball is as advertised, maybe even better. Hope Troutwine's been fantastic. Nicole May. Some numbers, and admittedly, I got this from the Twitter page, OU Softball Home Run Tracker. Good good follow there. Amongst all Power 5 pitchers, this is hits allowed per inning, right? Jordy Ball ranks number one in the country, hits allowed per inning. Hope Troutwine, Ranks number 15 hits allowed per inning. Nicole May ranks number 30. So you've got your three pitchers all ranked in the top 30. One of them, Jordy Ball, ranked number one in hits allowed per inning. I mean, that's that in itself tells a lot of the story. But I, I think the most telling stat's got to be the fact that team, team ERA right now, they've got the number one team ERA in all of college softball uh, .64 ERA. And let's remember, too, that it's not like OU's played a super soft schedule up to this point. You've already seen UCLA. You've already seen UC, uh, You've already seen Arizona. You've already seen Tennessee. You haven't played a single home game yet. So Jordy Ball's first game as a Sooner has not been at Marita Hines Field. They've all been on the road. Same thing with Hope Troutwine. That's a pretty amazing stat, pretty telling stat, and I think the real reason why this is an A++++ because seemingly they won about 10 games without having a uh, earned run. It may even have been longer than that. But a .64 team ERA through 15 games, and you're kind of playing a lot of the who's who of the sport up to that point, 
yeah, they, they've been better than you could than we could have anticipated, and let's see if they continue to be this dominant as we get closer and closer to conference play. In terms of at the plate, look, I, I still think hitting has been an A-plus as well. Um, definitely in the A category. Yes, I know, homer alert a little bit here, but the way that they've been knocking balls out of the park this season, which again is not that surprising, I think you got to put it at an A. You put it at an A because the players that we thought that were going to be the heavy contributors have contributed. I think T.R.A. Jennings might be the best player in the entire sport right now. She's tied for the lead in all of college softball with nine home runs. She's doing it with power. She's doing it with average. Jocelyn Allo, of course, she's about to crush the home run record. She's got seven home runs on the season. So I think at the plate, if you want to evaluate this team, it's an A partly because Jennings and Allo, who you expected to be your two heavy hitters in the lineup, have been just that. But I think you also have to look at someone like Jana Johns. Seven home runs already. She's hit as many home runs as Jocelyn Allo up to this part of the season. And she's been great defensively. And maybe we need to start the Jana Johns fan club right here on Diamond Envy on this podcast. But she's been perhaps maybe the biggest surprise of this team. I mean, she's just been she's been great, and she has evolved into a hitter in this middle of the order that all of a sudden you're saying, dang, she's, she's as capable as any other hitter that we have in the order right now. Jada Coleman, of course, um, expected a big sophomore season from her. She's been fantastic. Of course, she hit the big walk-off home run against Tennessee uh, last weekend in California. So if this is even possible, I do think up and down this lineup – it's even better than we thought it was going to be. You always knew that there was going to be power in this order from the top of it to the middle of it, but I think even when you're looking down towards the bottom of the order, six, seven, eight, nine, kind of that area, all of a sudden, and I say all of a sudden like it hasn't been happening before, it has, but you really, 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 really have a ton of power at the bottom of the order right now. So again, it's been an impressive first 15 games of the season. I'm sure this coaching staff definitely would like to get better in some areas, Um, 100%. I mean, and that's what the elite teams do as they progress throughout the season. But through the first 15 games, they've they've been awesome. Plenty of run rolls, been in a couple tight games where they found themselves able to get through and, and get clutch wins. So really excited to see what this team can do against Minnesota on Monday and, of course, the road trip to Hawaii coming up next weekend as well. All right, interview this weekend. Uh, Really, really fun. Really excited for this. We like to get the former player aspect on this show because, I, like I've told you guys in the past, I'd like this to be a space where the former players can come in and kind of share their thoughts on the program and how they feel about this current team and kind of tell their story about how they got to OU. You heard uh, last episode, if you haven't listened to the last episode with with Destiny Martinez, you need to check that out because her story of how she arrived at OU is amazing. Like basically her first trip ever to Oklahoma which was in high school, she saw a terrible motorcycle accident and was like, yeah, I'm never coming back to Oklahoma again. Fast forward like a couple years, and she is in Norman for her freshman year. So I, I love getting to hear just how some of these crazy recruiting stories have happened, how Patty has, has convinced a lot of these girls from around the country, especially on the West Coast, to come to Norman, Oklahoma. And this week, I, I, it was really fun to kind of look back at that 2000 season. 
And as you kind of research and look back at that 2000 season, you say, oh, okay, well, we know Oklahoma now is the most dominant program in softball, but that wasn't the case just 22 years ago. And in fact, in that year, OU was making its first trip to the Women's College World Series. And it was probably viewed as, oh, okay, well, cute little Oklahoma, the hometown team, they get to make the drive up to Oklahoma City. Wow, that's so special. What a cool moment for their softball team that they get to play in the same tournaments with the likes of UCLA, with Arizona, and with all the other programs out here. They have to be just so proud and so happy they get to play in Oklahoma City for the WCWS. Yeah, that wasn't good enough for OU. And they uh, go on and win a national championship and beat UCLA and Arizona on their way to a natty. So it was fun to catch up with uh, Macy Wilson-Turley and Jennifer Stewart, who was the tournament MVP of the Women's College World Series. I, I chatted with them for about 30 minutes. Their, their current thoughts on the program, kind of their memories from the 2000 season. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, here's our interview for this week. Wow, I am uh, really excited about this. We have sort of a 2000 National Championship reunion episode coming your way tonight. Macy Wilson-Turley joins us. Jennifer Stewart-Barrett joins us. Christy Ring was supposed to join us, but Macy, I guess she got hit with the softball earlier today, when I guess some things just never change. Is that right? That's exactly what it is. She is coaching her own team and providing lessons. And unfortunately, she took one in the lip today. And she was like, I can't do it. I want to do it. and I can't do it. And she sent us pictures. And we were like, oh, yeah, that one's pretty bad. So yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get Christy on on a uh, later episode in the future. But Let's start things off a little bit. Um, I, I want to know what you two are are, are up to. Uh, Jennifer, kind of, kind of tell us. Speaking of coaching, you're, you're coaching in the state of Colorado right now. What's going on in the life of Jennifer Stewart Barrett? I've been doing it now for the last two years, and I love it. Um, you know, she's probably not the best player on the team, but she works her little tiny off, and we're getting better and better. And you know, I'm enjoying it. And I didn't think I'd ever really be back in the game. Um, on, the, on the coaching side of it, uh, but you know, she decided she wanted to do it. So I said, "Okay, let's go." And I put both feet in, and me and my husband coached the team together. And we're gonna see how long she decides she wants to do it for. Macy, what do you do in your free time when you're not uh, rooting on OU via social media? What's going on outside <laughs> of that? That's a full time job for you. It, it kind of feels like it is sometimes. Um, well, I'm a I'm an advertising manager for a statewide magazine. That's like my job job. And yeah. then um, I also coach um, my seven-year-old son, his baseball team. So we've been doing that. We just moved up to a competitive team. And um, yeah, it's super fun. So I've got also a 16-year-old daughter who plays volleyball an 18-year-old son who's about to go to college, which just kind of blows me away, but um, they all keep us very busy. Full disclosure, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon during the middle of the OU softball game. Uh, you're probably, <laughs> this is going to be, it's going to come out like three or four days after. Jada Coleman just walked it off, all right? So OU Seriously? stays oh, perfect. <laughs> OU stays perfect. Good, you good, cannot good. kill OU softball. Just when you think Whew. that they're down and out, they uh, always come through and uh, find a way to win. And so that's awesome. That's but that's speaking of this team, speaking of this team, Macy, how I, I can't even imagine how this feels. What's the 
incredible pride that you feel when you go back to Norman, you take your family to a softball game, you're able to tell your family, like, everyone in the stands, like, everyone's so jacked up about OU softball, all the national championships that are out there on the scoreboard. It was one of my teams that really helped kickstart this entire program. Like, can you accurately describe what that means when you're able to take your family back to Norman and kind of share, you know, probably one of the best experiences of your playing career? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, you, there's no way to put it into words. It is. It's this, and I talked to Coach Gasso about it this year, that it's like this just overwhelming sense of pride that that we had a hand in all of this and to see where it's grown since then and where they are today and with a new stadium being built and just the success that this um, this program has seen over the years. It's, it is. I mean, they made a, the announcement about Love's Field coming in and like, I was literally in tears. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so great. I mean, our locker rooms were over in the field house. Like we didn't have locker rooms at the stadium. So um, it's crazy. And I mean, you can talk about it all day long, especially to your kids, because your kids are like, who are you? Like, it doesn't mean anything to us. And you take them out there and they see pictures and they experience it. And it was like, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a big deal. And we're like, yeah, it, it totally is a big deal. So no, it's, it's, it is just this sense of, um, overwhelming pride and gratitude that, that I think, um, is the predominant feelings of when, uh, you look at what it is today and that we had a hand in that. I think that that's, that's really the feelings that come across. Jen, you were the most outstanding player of that World Series. So kind of same question to you. When you're able to take your family back and you have a daughter that is playing the game right now and is enjoying it, what, is that, what does that feel like to be able to show her that, hey, mom's pretty cool. This is what she pulled off in the year 2000. <laughs> You know, I think it's pretty incredible, and um, it, it, like Macy said, I mean, it's a lot of pride, and I, it, it's kind of undescribable as well. You know, seeing where we were and where we where it's come to now is, I mean, just indescribable. You know, I mean, we were a bunch of these little Oklahoma girls who had never even been to a World Series with these huge eyes walking into the stadium and not even knowing what to expect, and then coming away with a national title. You know, and now you see these girls coming from all over the country, you know, and they kind of know what to expect. And I mean, and just to see kind of how far the game has come too. I mean, I'm watching these yeah. pictures and I'm like, oh my God, did we go, were we that fast? You know, like, <laughs> did our girls run that fast? Did we, hit the, did we swing that fast? You know I mean? Just this crazy to see how the game has kind of changed in so many dynamics, you know? And, you know, I'm excited too, because I mean, all these Colorado girls now, they have all this Oklahoma gear and you know, they're going to come watch them play here in a couple of weeks. And I have all these Colorado girls with my now Oklahoma fans, you know. And so I think it's going to be really neat for them to come in and see a big program because there's not really anything like that in the state, you know, for these girls. So for them to come and see kind of where we grew up and where we where it started for me, I think will be kind of cool for, you know, the girls that I'm coaching now. Macy, it would have been just an incredible accomplishment all on its own just to make the World Series in 2000. But you won it instead. I, I guess, how did the team fight the feeling of satisfaction of just being okay with getting there? Because it would have been a great season. It would have been the greatest season in program history. But how did you feel to fight the feeling of satisfaction saying, we're here, but we're not just okay with playing two games and or winning one game and that's it? 
Yeah, because I think that we constantly always looked at that. It was we were taking the the game that we were playing as it is, that we wanted to fight and be competitors in that game, and that we were always ready to take to take it to the next game. So we were always right. just looking at that next game. I mean, we set goals at the beginning of the year, and of course, we put that we wanted to um, win the Big Twelve, we wanted to win our regional, we wanted to go to the World Series and win the World Series. And you set these goals, and I mean, of course, everybody sets the same goals, and it's like, you know, how realistic is this? really going to be but as you start going and you're like you know we're we're not a bad team we play well together um we're fighters we're competitors i mean we went and watched the gladiator together and coach gasso still talks about to the, that to this day that um we we live together we die alone and we're 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 going to go out and we're going to compete we're going to play every game like it's our last game and i think that that's really the mentality of like, we're never satisfied. We weren't satisfied with our practices. We weren't satisfied with, you know, our games. Everything could always be better. Always, always working to be better. Um, and I think that that's what really played out with that 2000 season that um, we had never been, Oklahoma had never been to the World Series before. I mean, I think it was like only one other non-West Coast team had won a World Series prior right. to us. So it just wasn't really heard of. So I think that that also alleviated some of the pressure that was on us. So it was like, we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be winning anything. And then when you see that success, then it just drives that hunger that you want more of it. And um, and that's that's how we were able to compete and to, to win. Mm -hmm. Jen, when was the first time that season you said to yourself, I think this team can win a national championship? You know, I think probably around the middle of the season because I felt like as a team, we were just so cohesive and everyone, you know, whether you started or didn't start, like everyone had a role and everyone accepted their roles that they had, you know, whether it was like pinch hitting, pinch running, um, coming in as a backup, you know, pitcher or uh, you know, any of the roles you had, they, everyone accepted it and everyone understood, the, you know, what they were doing and they're part of the team. And I feel like, you know, sometimes people don't understand their roles like that. And we did. And, you know, we worked so hard at our 6 a.m. morning workouts. And I think that really kind of contributed to our teamwork and um, our drive. I mean, those are the hardest things. I, I feel like the hardest workouts we've ever done in our whole lives happened at 6 a.m., you know, and compete and to be able to get through that as a team, I think kind of drove us um, to compete through the season as well. And I just think, I mean, we had the best team ever, you know, just the best group of girls, um, you know, best dynamic teamwork, positivity, um, just great group of kids. I mean, I just can't say enough about us. We were amazing. Love us. <laughs> I love you, Jen. I know. <laughs> Macy, the saying is what to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And you did that in the last two games of the season, at least what was, you know, perceived as the best two programs in softball, Arizona, UCLA, you beat them back to back. Now the team went to Tucson earlier in the year and got beat by Arizona. So I guess, what was it like closing out the year? Like not only did you put an exclamation mark on it, winning the championship, but to beat those two powerhouse programs out on the West coast, like how, how much sweeter did that make the, the whole thing in the end? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be able to avenge that loss that was earlier in the season, I mean, really, there's nothing sweeter than that. And I mean, really, we owe it all to Stuart with her her shutout of Arizona. 
Um, I mean, it was just amazing. We got whooped 6-0 when, when we went out there um, earlier in the season. But, you know, I, I think that those um, tough times, I mean, through that, through adversity, you grow stronger. So you're mm -hmm. able to to learn what what went wrong and um, and come back stronger for it and to be able to fix those things. So um, absolutely, knowing that, you know, everybody kind of counted us out. We weren't supposed to be in the World Series. We're there. We're there fighting with the two teams that, had previously won it for the last 10 years. So um, no, it made it, it made it extremely sweet to be able to, to go out and do that. What about for you, you Jen, personally, standing in the yeah. circle and seeing, you know, those two programs, you know, right mm -hmm. across from you and throwing probably two of the best games you, you ever had in your career. How, how satisfying was that to kind of look back and say, it wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. We, we beat Arizona and UCLA. Yeah, I mean, because I remember losing to Arizona and getting my butt whooped, uh, you know, early in the season. And I think probably Arizona, that was by far probably my best win in my career. You know, UCLA was awesome, too. Obviously, we won the national championship with them. But I think for me, Arizona was always, you know, that was my dream to go there. That was my dream school, you know, and I didn't even get a sniff. They didn't even look at me, you know, growing up. Yeah. And so to beat them was so huge for me. Uh, that win probably was probably my best of my career, you know, and then beating UCLA also, I mean, you have Lisa Fernandez, I mean, you know, and all these players that have gone through that program, all these Olympians were there, you know, and to beat them in the championship game was so huge. And I mean, it's, it's almost indescribable, you know, and like, like Macy said, I mean, we're just these two little Oklahoma kids who have watched these people play our whole lives, you know, and win these championships after championship after championship. And a team that's not even supposed to be there came in and, I mean, whooped butt, you know, we came in determined and fought and fought and fought and came out on top. Macy, I'm curious what it was like to be at OU during that time. You win a national championship. The football team wins a national oh, championship yeah. in 2000. Yeah. Men's and women's hoops, they got it going on. It seemed like everyone on campus was winning at a very high level. As, as an athlete during that time, how, how, much fun, how much fun was it at OU? I would say if it, that wasn't my sophomore year, that I would have thought that that was the norm, that that's just how what college is about, playing for a great university. Although we did have a freshman year that um, we didn't have the coach that we had at the time, and things are a little bit different for football at least. But, you know, and that's one thing that I think back on, and it's like if I had any advice for this year's team, it's like slow down and enjoy it. Like it's mm -hmm. so hard to enjoy it when you're in the moment of it. Just, I mean, I think it would be like a wedding. It's you're in it and you don't really get to enjoy it until everything's over. And it's 22 years down the road and you're doing a podcast about it. And um, But other than that, it's like um, just really enjoying those moments that um, and being present for them that um, it's, it's amazing. It's really incredible to look back and think that football got the, um, got to ride on our coattails for a little bit and <laughs> experience a national championship from us. And then we got to experience it from them. I mean, we both got to travel together and we went to the white house and, um, it's just, it really is an amazing time to look back and it's so short, you know, it's these four years of your life that, um, you really have to, I think be out of it to understand the everything that it encompasses and that it beholds and that it's just, it's really amazing. It really is a lot of fun that especially we won it and then um, football went, went and won it that um, we got to experience that together. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, speaking of incredible, Jen, um, Jordy Ball's been incredible. She faced – well, when I say she faced adversity, she faced more adversity this weekend than she has so far in her career. That's because she hadn't right. allowed an earned run before you know they, they went back out to California this weekend. But Macy has advice for this year's team as a whole. What would you tell Jordy Ball, who's really rolling right now as a true freshman – and maybe has a chance to be, you know, one of the best that we've ever seen um, in school history. Man, she is so fun to watch. Um, I love her attitude. I love her spunkiness. Um, she can just keep that up. And, you know, she, she's talkative. She's upbeat. She's positive. Just stay focused. And like Macy said, enjoy it. Enjoy the moment, man. Play in the, play in the time that you're in. Um, enjoy every second that you're out there. Uh, just She's such a team player, too, which I think is really cool. I've really, really enjoyed watching her play. And I think she's just going to keep maturing, you know, because she got pulled out of the Tennessee game today, you know, and she got put back in there. Yeah. And she stepped up and was fired up. And I, she, I thought she threw better at the end of the game than she did at the beginning of the game, you know. So I just think if she can just, you know, keep maturing, stay positive, you know, she's going to have a bad day. She's going to get a loss at some point this year. There's going to be home runs hit off of her. She's going to have earned runs hit off of her. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, she's not perfect. But, you know, she did have her first perfect game, which is incredible, you know. So just keep on going and stay positive. Um, you know, always think you're the best. That's what that's what I, you know, that's how my mentality was is no one's going to hit off me. They did. But, you know, every batter I faced, I'm, I'm the best. They're not going to beat me, you know. And if she keeps having that attitude, I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've got pitching depth as well. It's not just Jordy mm -hmm. Ball. Trout Wine's fantastic. May, yeah. I, I think, has had a really good weekend as well. She's had a really good start to the season. So that's what that's what wins your national championships is pitching depth. But maybe it really helps when you can score nine, ten runs a game, if not more than that. I'm, I'm guessing that you've been very impressed with the lineup, even though everyone's scared to pitch to Jocelyn Allo right now and everyone just walks her every at-bat. Yeah. That's what they're doing now. I know it is. It's and what's crazy is like when we played, it wasn't the big home run mecca. We weren't just hitting home runs constantly. So a lot of our wins came from um, our defense. I mean, we were lucky enough to have um, Lisa Carey hit hit one against Arizona and against UCLA. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's one. It's one one home run in that whole thing. And now we're hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. Um, and home run you, I mean, kind of lives up to its name. So. Um, it's incredible just the strength that these athletes have, um, the focus that they have. It's fun to watch them when they're at the plate. I mean, it's entertaining. Um, and even if it's not a home run, I mean, these girls are making contact with the ball, um, putting the ball into gaps and holes and um, their speed. I mean, it's just like Jid said, we're, we're like, did we, were we like that? <laughs> did we, did we hit it that far and that hard? Did we run that fast? And um, it was, it's amazing to watch. I mean, they're just pure athletes. Um, I'd love to be able to go back now and just go through training and nutrition and all of the, um, the science and the information that they have nowadays. But I mean, these girls are studs, they're studs and they look like it and they show it and they're super fun to watch. They, they are super fun to watch. Macy, do you see, even though the style of play might be different, you didn't necessarily have someone in your lineup that was going to hit 95 career home runs uh, through four years. But do you see any similarities with your team that won the 2000 National Championship? And not only this year's team, but some teams of the past that have been able to win national championships as well? 
Yeah, I think it's just that grit and determination. I mean, Coach Gus has figured out that formula. Um, I mean, if she's selling it, I bet people will be buying it because it's um, it's definitely a, a winning formula of um, of just never being satisfied. It's that that determination to always be better and to fight and to win. And it's like, hey, we can get down and we can. I mean, they proved it today. They can get down and they can be in a hole and um, they can work themselves out. They've got the athletes to do it. They've got um, the determination to do it. And um, and that's what I think you can see that common thread that's kind of woven between all of the teams throughout, you know, 2000 and even before until today. It's just that that same winning attitude um, that we're we're going we're going into battle and we're going to fight and we're going to win. And that's that mindset is really, I think, what makes um, Coach Gasso's teams winning teams. Jen, I am curious about this. Uh, Macy mentioned that she had tears in her eyes when the new stadium was announced. There's no one in college softball that deserves the biggest and best facility more more than OU. But so many memories have been made at Marita Hines Field. As exciting as that's going to be, um, how emotional is it going to be for you when they're not going to be playing softball games at Marita Hines Field anymore? Or is it going to be a, a big deal at all you're, when you're more excited about the future? Or is, is that going to be kind of a thing? I mean, it's going to be a little bit sad, yeah, because I remember on my recruiting visit, they took me to the field and it wasn't even done yet. And they they walked me out and it was muddy and I had on like a really nice pair of shoes, you know, because I was on my recruiting visit. And they walked me out in the mud and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get my shoes muddy. And they were like, this is where the picky mound's going to be. Can you imagine it? And I'm like, oh, it's this big field of mud. How am I going to make this, you know? And then, you know, to get there and just to see the transformation that things went through, you know, we had... The field, you know, we had the field and it was an amazing field we thought at the time. I mean, it's gorgeous. And then by our senior year, we had a locker room or junior year, senior year. We had this locker room that we're like, oh, my God, we have a locker room. This is so cool. You know, we don't have to dress at our houses. We can dress at the field. You know, we actually get to leave our bag here, too, which is kind of cool. You know, so just to see the transformation that has happened in the 22 years since we were there. And from the day I went on my recruiting visit to the day I graduated you know, is so giant, but I mean, they deserve, they deserve a new field. They need a new field. They need to stay up with, um, you know, all the other programs in the country. So they absolutely deserve this. Coach Gasso has worked tail off for this. Um, so I'm super, super excited for them, but yeah, it'll be kind of sad to see all the things that the, the teams before us and the you know effort and energy they put in to getting us the field that we played on, you know, but also, you know, we put in a ton of energy and time and, you know, love, and now they're going to pay it forward, I guess. You know, we're paying it forward just like, you know, everyone else has. So, Macy, is it going to be sentimental to you at all? And please, if you have any great uh, stories about your recruiting visit and you stepping in mud and saying, like, hey, this is where you're going to be playing, by, by all means, I, I'm all about the great recruiting stories. <laughs> the only recruiting story I have is my parents are actually Oklahoma State graduates. Yeah. So when we went on my recruiting visit, um, the girls made like these huge banners and they hung them. I don't know why they hung them here, but they hung them like over my parents' bed in their hotel room. So it's like, whatever, welcome to the Wilsons, whatever it said. And um, my parents were like, this is going really well. We can tell, dang it, this is really going well. This is a nice facility. This is a great team. And they said they crawled into bed that night and they're not joking. They turned off the lights and that banner just whoop, fell on top of them. 
Nice. So they felt that it was an omen. They're like, they knew that we were Oklahoma State people, but um, they were always uh, very supportive of, of Oklahoma softball. I always said that they would stand for Boomer Sooner, but they wouldn't clap. <laughs> but other than that, I think the... Um, uh, I think I think Jen kind of hit the nail on the head. It is kind of like paying it forward. Like everything that was set up for us gave us what we had. And then we've kind of paid it forward to to the future generations that they're able to go to the new stadium. I'm thrilled. I'm just, I'm super excited. I remember when 2013 was going up for um, their national championship. My husband was like, are you going to, is this okay? Like, how do you feel about them winning do you want them to win or do you want to keep the like only national championship for you guys and i was like no i want them to win like this is we got to share it we got to grow it and that's kind of how i feel about the field like we it's yeah. time to move on and to grow and to become bigger and better so it's it's definitely an exciting time yeah L last question for both of you and, and jen i'll ask you this first you, you just mentioned I, I think that's great macy it's like well yeah i i want them to win and they did, and they have since then. And Jenna, I'll make a str very strong argument that OU has, in 22 years, come from a team that just made its first ever World Series to now. I, I think it's the best, in the big biggest, and best program in the sport. I think it's surpassed Arizona. I think it's surpassed UCLA. So, if someone were to say that to you, like OU is now the titan in this sport, and you had the team in 2000 that started it all. What, what does that mean to you that you helped start what is now the best softball program in, in all of America? And one, by the way, that doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon either. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it brings tears to my eyes. I mean, like, I think it's so cool. I, like I said, I mean, being a kid from Oklahoma, never expecting to ever win a national championship, but that's your dream, you know, to seeing where Oklahoma is now, it's kind of unbelievable, you know, and, I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be a Sooner. I'm so proud of where softball has gone. Um, I hope it continues to grow and grow and grow. And there's, you know, there's so many opportunities for so many young women out there. I just hope that they see what young women can be in the sport of softball, you know, because they don't have to play D1. They don't have to play D2, JUCO. There's so many, you know, opportunities for them in this game that I hope that they continue to have and being a part of just a little bit of that, especially at the University of Oklahoma and seeing where it's at now. I mean, you know, it's makes me emotional. It makes me proud. It makes me happy. You know, I love what Coach Gatz has done. I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her family. Um, her boys are doing amazing, you know, both coaching. So, you know, it's, it's awesome to have helped be just a small part in the big picture of the University of Oklahoma softball program. Macy, what about you? You won a national championship at uh, what I think is the most dominant program in college softball right now. How does how does that feel? It's amazing. I mean, it's not like it didn't carry enough cloud of its own, um, because I mean, forever it was. It's definitely a conversation starter, a head turn. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that team. That's amazing. Um, but now for them to have the reputation that they have. It's um, it just kind of it has grown that like exponentially. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have my Twitter if, if it wasn't for all of that. So it's like, hey, this yeah. is a national champion. And it's like you kind of get lumped in with everybody else. And um, it's a big deal. It's I, like I said earlier, you don't really realize it in the moment, but um, mm -hmm. it really is a big deal. And it's um, it should be praised and 
and uh, glorified. And it's, um, it's amazing to be a part of it and part of what started it all. And it's just, it's even more amazing to watch what's going on now and to cheer them on and get excited when they have got to walk off home run. And um, it's, it's definitely something that, um, that fills me with a lot of pride. Macy Wilson-Turley, Jennifer Stewart-Barrett. Um, first off, thank you for jumping on the Diamond Envy podcast. But I also, I know I speak for all you fans, all OU fans when I say thank you for, you know, what you did for paving the way for Oklahoma softball these past 25 years. So for, the whole fan base wants to thank you for everything that you did. All right, let's get national for a few minutes before we close up the pod for today. And I'm just kind of looking around at the country as the teams that I think can really push OU for a national championship this year. So let's start with the obvious. Number two, Alabama, 16-0 on the season. They had a very convincing win earlier this year, 11-0 against Arizona. They've beaten Virginia Tech twice. The Hokies got a good team this year. They've also beaten UCF. We know about Montana Fouts. She's arguably the most established pitcher in all of college softball this year, and you know, I, I think since Alabama made an exit earlier than they would have wanted to last season, that you think the Tide are going to come back in a big way uh, in, in Oklahoma City this year. So when I'm looking at main challengers this year for the national championship with OU, it's hard not to mention Alabama first because we know Alabama's pedigree. They're going to be able to hit it well. They're going to play really aggressive. And they've got an ace in the circle that's one of the best in the entire sport in Montana Fouts. So I definitely, definitely still look at Alabama right now saying, okay, I think that that's going to be OU's toughest competition for a national championship. Outside Alabama, I'm looking at a couple of other teams. I'm looking at Florida State, who, of course, OU beat last year in the championship series. Florida State is off to a roaring 17-0 start. And they've got a nice little resume up to this point. They beat Tennessee, the Tennessee team that really pushed OU. Florida State was able to handle them 9-3. They beat Michigan earlier this year. They beat UCLA earlier this year. They beat Texas earlier this year. In terms of, like, resumes for the power teams, you can put Florida State's resume against pretty much anyone else in the country. Sidney Sherrill. Uh, she is back once again this year, so Florida State is is going to be a threat and definitely another team alongside Alabama that can really push OU for a national championship this year. Outside of the Tide and the Knolls, looking at Florida, and, and we know the pedigree of Florida, right? Year in and year out, they got top-level athletes. They beat Michigan earlier in the year, beat Duke earlier in the year. The Gators are 16-1 and so far this season, so that... It seems to me that those are kind of the four teams, the the main four teams that are in contention for a title. Clearly, I, I think that OU is the better of that four. You thought that, well, Alabama might be better in the circle than OU coming into the year. And look, my, I'm not going to go ahead and, and sit here and say that Jordy Ball is better than Montana Fouts. But what I will tell you, again, back to pitching depth, I think OU has more overall pitching depth than what Alabama does. So. You can make an argument that you can give an edge to OU, give an edge to OU in the circle over Alabama right now, and certainly Florida State and Florida. And I don't think anyone would take uh, their lineup over OU's right now. So OU is the best team, but it's the the challengers outside um, outside of Norman, Oklahoma, 
are going to be extremely tough this year, especially in the Southeast. Some other teams that I think could really push this year, Washington is always going to be a factor with Gabby Plain. It's, it's all about the circle, and Washington clearly has one of the best pitchers in the country. Tennessee. Um, Tennessee showed us a lot last weekend in California, right? They are a sneaky good team. That's a team that I could really see improving as the year goes on. Watch out for the Vols. Watch out for the Vols making it to Oklahoma City and, you know, maybe being one of those teams that could really spring an upset here and there and, and make a deep run in the tournament. But that, that's kind of a, sh- a short look nationally, and I don't really expect much to change as we move forward on the national landscape. I think we're going to see Florida State kind of dominate the ACC, and I think we're going to see Alabama and Florida kind of have their way in the SEC this year. So those are the powers that look to me that are going to be the biggest threat, and uh, we'll see. We'll, uh, I think that this Women's College World Series this year, if everything goes chalk, if you have those top four teams in OKC, uh, it could turn out to be one of the most exciting and thrilling tournaments that college softball has seen. And um, I say it a long time. Last year's was awesome. But this year's could truly, truly be special uh, in Oklahoma City. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for our two guests today, members of the 2000 National Championship team, for giving us a look back and kind of how much they appreciate the program. But as always, you got suggestions, you got questions, whatever you want. Hit me up on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas. Please like, please comment on the podcast as well. And Hey, if you got any OU softball fans out there that uh, you think would enjoy this content, be sure to share with the, this is with them as well. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more OU softball. We'll have full coverage of that OU Minnesota game coming your way on Monday. I'm Tyler McComas. Thank you for listening to the Diamond Envy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>